Welcome to the Strange Horizons podcast for May 15th, 2017. I'm your host and fearless leader, Anea Lay. For this week's podcast, we have Light Like a Candle Flame by Iona Sharma. Iona's a writer, lawyer, and linguophile, and the product of more than one country. Other than speculative fiction, she likes politics, travel, and land rights. Now... Settle in. Let's begin. Light Like a Candle Flame by Ona Sharma On the first day of Sarah's appointment as magistrate ascendant of the Assembly of Teravine, Public Works decided they needed grassroots support for the plant. I mean, I agree in principle, Sarah had tried telling him, as he gestured at his hand-annotated wall charts. But for one thing, I'm supposed to be neutral, and for another thing, people might be eating. You see, Magister Lobo, that's just the sort of avoidant attitude we're trying to eradicate, said Public Works. Knocking on doors, that'll do it. The man did actually have a name, Sarah thought, while he was talking her into it. It might be Smith, or Singh, or Park. Light would know. It's Gwen, Light told her. I knew it. Sarah knocked on the first door they came to and had a moment of dissonance. Sometime in the last ten years, she'd stopped recognizing everyone in the colony. Excuse me, citizen. My name is Sarah Lobo. Can I have a moment of your time? The woman looked at her with narrowed eyes. Are you here to bang on about cultural ties and the longitudinal view of history? and the importance of holding on to our shipboard and earthbound past? No, Sarah said. That's Magistra Ancestral. I'm here to talk about sewage. On day two, Sarah was confirmed in her appointment. The department made a formal proposal to the assembly, and light fell out of a tree. It's really the ideal site, Public Works was saying to the gathered members. It's a reasonable distance from clean water sources, but it also has a decent height of inflow. I see, said the Archon, in tones that suggested she really didn't. All the time we've been getting by with bits and pieces of technology scavenged from the ship, and not even scavenged with thought or put to use efficiently. Did we really spend generations crossing the gulfs of interstellar space just to dig ourselves giant latrines? No, said the Magister Ancestral, after a moment of silence suggested this had not been a rhetorical question. And the worst part of this, he said. Thirty years ago, when we surveyed the place from orbit, we just didn't consider the requirements of terrestrial waste treatment. I see, the Archon said again, and Sarah imagined public work standing there on the bridge as the ship made landfall, pointing at an annotated wall chart. If you'll let me show you the plans, honored Archon, he went on, and suddenly the air above the table contained a revolving three-dimensional blueprint. See, here's road access. Here are the sandbanks, for the gravel we'll need. Here's the way down to the sea. And, er, this building here, Magister Lobo, I think that's... It's my house, Sarah said, and then looked up. Someone was trying to get her attention from the doorway. I'm sorry, Mr. Gwen, I have to go, she said, reading the scrolled message. My partner has had an accident. After three decades in part occupation of a human body, 
Light had not become resigned to its frailties. Let me guess, Sarah said. You went chasing after a missing cat, got five meters off the ground, and then forgot you had a body, right? She closed the door and dimmed the floor illumination, so Light's head hurt a little less. That is, uh, Light closed its eyes, perspicacious. The cat's in the kitchen drinking the hypoallergenic nutritional supplement that Nanny Julia just wouldn't touch because it tastes like pants. The rest was pretty easy to figure out. You, Light propped itself on his elbows with some difficulty, are busy, and you must take care of Julia. Shut up, Light. I spent my entire day chasing after Nanny Julia in the Department of Public Works. I'd rather look after you. Go to sleep. Light did, and woke up a short time later still feeling like it, as though there were nothing between its body and the chrome and gunmetal sky. A hoarse voice was calling for something to drink. Light pulled one of Sarah's cardigans around its shoulders and took some water through to Nanny Julia. But Nanny Julia threw the glass at its face, and Light retreated into the open space of the house. Sarah turned at the movement. Did she... She made a precise gesture. Yes, Light said. I'm sorry. Sarah waved a hand and the schematics in front of her, reversed from Light's perspective, blinked out of the air. Light, I don't know why they've got me looking at these things. I don't want to be magistrate ascendant. I don't want to keep a weather eye out for the colony's future. What I want is for them to not be building a sewage works outside my house. And for Nanny Julia to stop throwing things at you. Is that so terribly unreasonable? No. Light was shivering, the sea mist creeping through the gaps in the shutters. But you could have declined the appointment. Eh, Sarah said, waving her hand again. Who's ever done that in the brave new assembly of Terravine? Come on, back to bed with you. You've had a rough day. Light woke up in the morning feeling more like herself. She made breakfast for Nanny Julia, who said something rude in Konkani. She fed the cat and returned it to its grateful owner, and then she sat down to consider the blueprints. I can assist, Light told Gwen on day five. I'm afraid I'd have no recent qualifications in the field, but I was intimately acquainted with the process of human waste reclamation for more than two hundred years. Et tu, darling Brute, Sarah said, but Public Works grinned and gave her a handful of explanatory pamphlets. Day 11 was week's end, and Nanny Julia was well enough to go to Mass, but wouldn't sit next to Light. It's not right, she hissed. Something like you in a place like this? And Sarah rolled her eyes, but Light didn't mind. That morning, Nanny Julia had called Sarah by her mother's name. Light hadn't heard it spoken in decades. She got up quietly and went to sit at the back. After the service, which centered on themes of growth and renewal, Sarah got a determined look on her face and went up to take communion. Light was distracted by a little girl catching at her sleeve. Excuse me, she said, but are you really it? Her? Both will do, Light said. But you're the ship, the little girl persisted. Yes, Light said, looking up through the skylight. The ship itself, and Light had taken a long time to reach this place where she could think in two separate parts of the ship itself, and she, herself, was in geostationary orbit above Terravine. Light could feel its passage through space, its weight and tether. 
I am the earth generation ship, light like a candle flame, last of the last. Why were you called that? the little girl asked. There was a poem written about me before the journey, Light said. Light, like a candle flame, carried out to the stars. It was thought appropriate and it advanced no religion, no political position. Who knew what you would be or become after seven generations? The poet was a child from Wichita, Kansas. Who had not been chosen in the ship lottery, Light recalled. Who had lived and died in Wichita, Kansas, her body boneless beneath the choking dust. What do you do now you're a person? the little girl asked. I was always a person, Light said. But paying rent in two places these days, as Sarah had once described it, a piece of a ship's consciousness in a human skin, with that great remainder still out in orbit, rocked by solar wind. I mean, now you don't have to go anywhere. I find lost things, Light said, and I build new things. That sounds okay, the girl said, and Light smiled at her before turning away. Sarah was moving across the room, her footsteps ringing on the sunlit floor. I was right, she said. A certain person who shall remain nameless, Gwen, his name is Gwen, has already delivered unto Father Ignatius his own little homily about growth, renewal, and waste processing. Even if I do agree in principle... Do you agree in principle? Sarah groaned. I looked at Teravine's future welfare. I'm supposed to be independent of day-to-day concerns. Light nodded. But what with you and the blueprints and public works and the pamphlets and now my priest and my grandmother telling me all about how cleanliness is next to godliness? I'm starting to wonder if the Magistra Ancestral's work follows her home. Or to church. I'm sorry it's so trying, Light said and Sarah sighed and put an arm around Light's shoulders. "'Are you all right?' she asked. "'Before, with the little girl, you seemed upset.' "'I'm fine,' Light said. Sarah committed to the cause on day 19, when a citizen made the mistake of putting their hands on their hips and saying, "'How much shitting can one colony of 4,000 people do?' "'Frankly, sir, I think you alone contain quite enough—' "'Thank you for your time,' Light said." For statistical information, please don't hesitate to contact the Department of Public Works. But in the meantime, Sarah said, if you want your community's water supply contaminated with disease just because you can't get your head out of your... Sarah? Long enough to see that a little construction work and a spoilt view are a small price to pay for... The door slammed. Sewage disposal is necessary for a long-term sustainable future, Sarah said, her hands on her hips. Do either of you have anything you wish to say? Light shook her head, and Public Works just looked delighted. You read the pamphlets, he said, and they marched on. Light, Sarah said late that night, after Nanny Julia had gone to bed and she and Light were sitting on the curve of the dunes, tide creeping purplish and bioluminescent below. Did you have to deal with things like this before, when you were what you used to be? What I am. Light held up a hand to the sky, occluding the fine dusting of stars. The last observers had been able to see that from Earth, Sarah remembered. The same spiral arm, the same galactic neighborhood. No, Light said. There were no meetings, no petitions, only survival. As Sarah watched, 
A bright pinprick described a curve across the darkness and seemed to pause and revolve against the familiar backdrop. What's that? That is a salvage detail, White murmured. They're searching for aluminum and titanium to take such things from beneath the ground that take great heat and pressure and they can be reclaimed from my hull. Sarah shuddered. I hope they really need them. I hope they're not making toe rings or saucepans out of them. She meant it as a joke, but Light's eyes were steady on her, blank as smooth metal. Do you presume to speak to me, Magister Lobo, of what is necessary? Of what must be kept or left behind? She was shaking with anger, and then it seemed to drain from her, leaving her still and quiet. Sarah waited another moment and then gathered light in her arms, muttering into her hair, You're here, you're all right, as though it might assist or mean anything. How can you be on his side? another citizen yelled on day 27, having come to the door brandishing a petition of his own. Light had been complaining of a headache, which worried Sarah after the tree incident, but she'd come along anyway. Mr. Gwen is an excellent engineer, Sarah said primly, and if you'd care to listen just for a moment to what he has to say— I've heard the speech, the man said, all about the need to prepare the colony for growth and expansion, infrastructure and the bright new future. We came here to get away from that. We came here to live in harmony with the world around us. That's true, Sarah said hesitantly, but it's also true that we've been taking an amateurish approach to waste processing. You're the magistrate ascendant, the man snapped. Doesn't that mean you have to look after our descendants? You're supposed to stop us repeating all the old mistakes. It's just a sewage works, Sarah said, still hesitant. And we need it. We're outgrowing the initial plumbing arrangements, which were only meant to be temporary in any case. And what will we need next, the man demanded. And what will we need to mine or strip or destroy to build it? That's not how it works, Sarah said, falling wholly off script. One little sewage works isn't going to lead to, you know, to that, to anthropogenic climate change. And who's going to stop it, the man snapped. You? He was staring past Sarah and Gwen at light, who was inspecting her bitten fingernails. No, she said. She sounded exhausted and in pain. Not me. On day 35, the pro-sewage plant faction had 362 signatures to the anti-sewage plant faction's 354. Too close, Sarah told Gwen. It'll come to a vote in the assembly. Cheer up. Pamphlets for everyone. He gave her a gloomy look before going up to the public gallery, and Sarah took her seat at the table opposite the Magister Ancestral. She was a quiet woman with a top knot of white hair. Far more befitting the post, Sarah thought, appointment by random ballot notwithstanding. A full agenda for today, the Arshan said. The first order of business is a mission from the most recent ship detail. Dr. Desai, if you could, please. She gestured at one of the other assembly members, who stood up. It's complicated, she said, sounding nervous. And there will be a full report to the assembly in due course, but in brief... This collection detail will be the last. Why is that? asked the Arshan. 
The ship is going dark, Dr. Desai said. Most of the useful constitutive materials have been salvaged by this point, and it's been running with minimal energy consumption for ten years at least. It's a planned obsolescence, she added hastily. No one is saying that it hasn't been properly maintained or anything like that, but soon it won't be safe for our people to walk around there any longer. The computer core is intact, but it no longer has complete connectivity to the outer shell. I see, the Arshan said. We'll await the full report. Thank you very much. Now, following a proposal in opposition and a counterproposal from the Department of Public Works, the Magistrate Ascendant wishes to make the case for a sewage plant in Terravine, on the western shore. Sarah stood up, glanced above at Gwen and at the notes in her hand, and then looked straight at the Arshan. One day I'll be superfluous to requirements, she said. Seven generations from now, we won't need a magistrate ascendant or magistrate ancestral. We won't need reminding to look to our future or preserve our past. It'll be part of who we are. I was six years old when we made landfall. I remember what it was like to be carried through space and to know everything was provided for, everything was done. But we're here now, shouting each other on doorsteps, producing pamphlets, doing our best to avoid the old mistakes. If we call for help, no one will come. Time to grow up, don't you think? Time to shovel our own shit. She sat down. Wen got up and provided some information on the technical specifics, answering the assembly members' questions, and after that, the representatives of the anti-sewage faction came down from the public gallery and spoke about the need for harmony with one's agrarian environment. Sarah barely heard any of it over the litany in her head, repeating itself over and over. The ship is going dark. Light, a voice said, and light paused in the doorway. It's you. It's me, Light agreed. She waited, but Nanny Julia did not throw anything at her. No, Nanny Julia said. With difficulty, she rose from her rocking chair and walked slowly to the window. Light reassessed whether she would require assistance then stood still. I mean, it's really you. Light, like a candle flame. Yes, Light said. People had sworn by her once. Light, like a candle flame, when one pledged an oath one meant to keep, or dropped a hammer on one's toe. It used to make her uncomfortable. I don't like seeing you, Nanny Julia said fretfully. You were everything to me. Family, friend, teacher. You were the first thing in the morning and the last thing at night. And now I'm an old woman and you... You look like that. Light looked down at herself. At the faded tunic. At the bare feet and sandals. At the broken fingernails that Sarah had tried to stop her from chewing. At the shape of the bones beneath her skin. This is where we live now, she said not knowing if it would be consolation. "'I'll be going soon enough,' Nanny Julia said, matter-of-fact. "'Off to my life everlasting and all the flights of angels. "'Can I tell you a secret?' "'Of course.' "'I'm not going anywhere,' Nanny Julia said, her voice conspiratorial. "'Put me in the hole when they dig it. I can be sewage. "'I can be the dirt that makes things grow. "'You brought me here.' And here I'll stay. 
Light nodded and went to join her at the window. "'Shall I take you to Mass in the morning?' she asked. "'You shouldn't,' Nanny Julia said, again fretful. "'You're not a Catholic.' "'Perhaps not,' Light said. "'But I was conceived in sin.' "'Nanny Julia smiled. "'You're a good girl, Light. "'You were always so good to us. "'Now I'd like to sleep.' "'Light helped her back to bed and fluffed the pillows. "'Good night, ship,' Nanny Julia said, "'as Light was on the threshold. "'Good night, Julia,' Light murmured, "'and went out to Sarah, "'who was waiting for her on the path through the dunes. "'Sarah waited until they were by the water's edge.' the last of the day's light filtering greenish through the shallows. "'Were you going to tell me, Light?' she asked. "'I suppose you weren't. You were just going to let me think you had a dizzy spell and fell out of a tree.' "'I did,' Light said. She sounded embarrassed. "'I did. "'But it's because of that!' Sarah gestured upwards, to where the ship was visible as the first star of twilight. "'It was a planned obsolescence,' Light said. I thought you wouldn't leave, Sarah said. You'd never leave us. She was sounding like a child, she knew, and her mind was full of the last memories of childhood, the faint buzz of shipboard air recirculation and the voice who always answered, steady as the stars beyond the glass. I will stay as long as I can, Light said, and kissed her. Sarah whispered soft, inarticulate things into her mouth and held her. After a moment, she wiped her eyes and said, Light, they're building a sewage plant next to our house. I know, Light said. You could have voted against. Like I could have declined the appointment? You're hilarious. I try, Light said. We could move. There's a whole planet, I'm told, Sarah agreed kneeling down to trail her hands in the water. But you know what? I kind of like it here. So do I, Light said. She got down on her knees to join Sarah, tied phosphorescence gleaming at her fingertips. Sarah imagined waking with Light in the early morning, reaching towards her through the wreathing mist. Well then, she said, looking up into the sky, I suppose we'll be here a little while yet. Welcome back. I have such a weakness for spaceships with feelings, and a generation ship, no less. I love the whimsy of talking about a new startup colony and arguments around a sewage plant. It gives you a very lighthearted and cheerful backbone to set against the very serious and very meaningful conversation around what being true to the past and the future means. What caught your attention about this story? Go to the website and leave a comment, either on the story itself or on the podcast, and let us know. While you're there, make sure to check out the rest of this week's content. One last note before you go. Strange Horizons is an entirely volunteer organization, supported by donations from our fans and community. If you would like to support us, check out the donate link on the website. That's all for this week. Until next time, stay strange.